Welcome to the show that takes you on a journey of self-discovery and empowerment. Get ready to unlock your true potential and become the icon of your own life. This is the Iconic Self Podcast, where self-empowerment leads to fulfillment. And I am your host, Clinette A. Reed, and I'm here to be your guide, your motivator, and your confidant on this incredible voyage of self-realization and transformation. So in each episode, we're going to explore a wide range of topics that matter to you. And that's personal development, career success, mental and emotional well-being, relationships, self-care, and so much more. My goal is to provide you with the tools, insights, and stories you need to thrive in every aspect of your life. So whether you're working towards a degree, on your way up the corporate ladder, starting your own business, or simply on a journey of self-discovery, this podcast is designed with you in mind. You will leave here with practical tips, actionable advice, and inspiring stories to help you unlock your inner greatness. So this is not just about my journey, it's about yours too. My mission is clear, and that's to empower you to break barriers, shatter stereotypes, and unlock your full potential. And I believe that your dreams are worth pursuing, your voice deserves to be heard, and your stories can inspire the world. Get ready to rewrite your story, shatter limits, and rise to your fullest potential. The Iconic Self Podcast is here to help you make your mark in the world. So thank you so very much for tuning in. And remember, your journey to becoming iconic starts right here and right now. So go ahead and subscribe, stay connected, and let's begin this incredible adventure together. Let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Yes, we are back already. We are about to dive into the second episode of the Iconic Self Podcast. If you are new here, thank you so much for stopping by. Don't forget to check out episode one. And if you are a returning icon, hey girl, I love that you have come back and I hope you will enjoy today's episode. So we're going to dive into a topic that really sets the tone for a productive and fulfilling year. In episode one, we covered how to set yourself up for a successful year, but we really want to just continue to grow on that. So we're going to talk about some healthy habits for a productive year. So go ahead and grab your favorite drink and I'm drinking water because I'm on a health kick. Okay. I don't really drink soda. I love sweet tea and juice, but I have cut that out tremendously. Um, so yeah, grab you something good to drink, whatever your drink of choice is right now, grab you a good snack. I'm eating healthy on that too. Find you a comfortable space and let's go ahead and embark on this episode together. So let's first define what exactly is a habit. So a habit is a practice or a tendency that is hard to give up and it is typically done effortlessly. So you don't put much thought in it. It's not much conscious that goes into it. It's just something that you naturally do. So think of a habit as you washing your hands after you use the restroom. That's a very simple habit that a lot of us have. Or 
brushing your teeth before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning. That's a natural habit that's almost hard for you to break. Um, when looking at habits, we often compare them to routines. Now, routines and habits are two different things, but we often get them confused as one and the same. So routine is a behavior that you frequently repeat, but it can at the same time be easily skipped over or forgotten and you wouldn't feel maybe like unnatural or out of place. So maybe a routine I have that is actually something I do. So I work out three times, three times a week, typically with my trainer. Now, depending on what my week has got going on, work, social activities, other obligations, sometimes that might be two times a week. So now my routine is thrown off. Do I feel like, dang, I missed some days at the gym? Yes. However, I'm okay. Maybe I might go do something else, some, like go to the gym on my own or go on a walk when I have some time. So I do something else. But my routine of being at my gym with my trainer is now off. So that would be the difference between a routine and a habit. So now that we have a clear understanding of what exactly is a habit, we're going to dive into specific habits. And let's explore why cultivating healthy habits this year is going to be so crucial for your productivity and also so you can make sure that you get the most fulfillment. So our habits shape our daily routines and contribute to our overall well-being. So let me say that again. So your small habits that you have are going to create that daily routine that are then going to push you into that level of fulfillment and productivity that you want to see this year. So by fostering those positive habits, you're going to begin to create foundation for success and fulfillment. So why do healthy habits matter and why exactly do they impact our lives? Healthy habits, we can look at them as those really, really small defining moments. Unless you begin to implement habits like waking up at a certain time. Of course, something simple, brushing your teeth, washing your face, showering, whatever you do to clean yourself up in the morning, maybe... If you're a person like me who works from home, I might then create a habit of now getting dressed in the morning. Even though I'm coming down the hallway to my home office, I have right now a habit of throwing on my robe, which then creates a kind of relaxed environment. But if I want a more productive environment, I might choose now to at least go put on something to wear that's a little bit more presentable. Um, and then continue my day. So those small habits that I'm going to begin are going to then make up my routine and then they're going to then build out what exactly I'm going to accomplish and what the rest of my year is going to then look like. Also, having those healthy habits is going to be essential to your mental and physical health throughout the year. So once you begin to build habits and build a routine, that's going to build structure in your life. And that is so huge. A lot of people tell me I have a lot of structure, even though I do not believe it. But from the outside looking in, I thank you for those people who have told me that. Um, and I try to keep some type of structure and balance in my life 
because it helps with anxiety. It helps with stress. It helps with me becoming overwhelmed because I have a, most of us, as well as myself, I have a lot of obligations. I wear a lot of hats. I personally work two jobs. I also have businesses and I also have my podcast. So there are so many things I have to do as well as there are community organizations that I'm involved in. And there's always something going on around me. So as long as I stick to a routine and that then creates my overall structure, it helps me to get everything done, be able to wear those hats successfully, but also not be stressed out, overwhelmed, and now physically and mentally not in a good space. Um, if you've ever experienced having a lack of structure, it's almost like you're just living in chaos and it is the most overwhelming thing. And me personally, I tend to just shut completely down when I get overwhelmed. I'm somebody, if I am just stressed out and have too much going on to where my mind is not clear, I can't think, I can't process, I literally will get up from my desk if I'm doing work and literally go lay down and say, we're going to try this again another day. I don't know about you, but that's how I respond. I know you might respond in a very different way and so on, but making sure you have those healthy habits and structure is really going to play a huge part on your mental and physical health. And if you have a goal like me and you're trying to drop those extra pounds, having all that extra stress um, on you is not going to be what you want. And then overall, you want to be able to finish out this year and say, I got so much done. I got so much out of this. And that's going to help you reach that fulfillment that you're looking for. All right, sis. So let's go ahead and start putting some action behind this. We're doing a lot of talking, but we need some action steps on how we're actually going to get this started. So let's start with our mornings. We often hear that the early bird gets the worm and that statement is so true. You want to make sure that you have a defined morning routine because that is going to define the productivity and what the rest of your day is going to look like. So anything that you want to set up and eventually become a habit, you want to plan for it. So the biggest tip to start off your morning, I always tell people, is to prepare the night before. So streamline your morning by preparing before you go to bed what you want the next day to look like. So for instance, something as small as if you commute or go to the office in the morning, go ahead and lay out your clothes or think about what you're already going to wear. Maybe you already have your bags packed. Or if you take your lunch, already have your lunch prepared so that that's not something you're scrambling over the night before. Having stuff planned and lined up already is going to cut down on that stress and you rushing and then the rest of your day not panning out how you want it to be. So if you need to organize or make yourself some type of to-do list, go ahead and do that. And that's just going to minimize things from popping up and throwing you off of your schedule. And speaking of schedule, you want to go ahead and create yourself a schedule. So sit down and decide when is a realistic time for you to get up because you don't want to sleep your day away because we've often heard those who sleep later don't get as much done. And I will say that is 
100% true and stay consistent with that wake up time. So for me, for example, I use my phone. My phone is everything it holds. I probably have a thousand alarms. I know in the morning, for instance, I think my alarm starts going off at 530. I don't get up till seven, but that's how many warnings I need before now I'm late. So 7 is my actual wake-up time, but I start my phone to go off at 5.30 because I'm going to press snooze about a thousand times before I actually decide to get up. So I know that that is realistic for me. So whatever your thing is, go ahead and decide when am I going to wake up so that I can then have time to get everything done. You'll be more um, relieved throughout the day and you won't feel as stressed because things won't be run it together and then if you already have a schedule set up you'll have something to stick to yes it'll take some time if you're not used to that structure already but as long as you're consistent and you're committed to it eventually it will become a habit and you'll get used to it another tip i want to give you in for your morning is to go ahead and set some goals or some priorities that you want to get accomplished for that day so I'm very big on to-do lists. So typically my biggest priorities are gonna be at the top and then it's gonna narrow down to things that I need to get done, but it's okay if I don't get done. Or maybe things that at the top are, that are gonna take the most time and then things at the bottom that I can just kind of go through really quick that I, and check off my list. So make sure to set up some goals and some priorities for your day so then you can be begin to shape that schedule and that structure that you need to flow throughout the rest. The thing I want you to take away is to start small and then build gradually. If you're not used to having a morning routine or some type of structure at the beginning of your day, you want to start with small manageable things. Don't just think you're going to do a whole 180 and tomorrow you're just going to be hitting all the all the um, bases and cues. You're not. It's going to take time. It's going to take practice. Some days you might do some of it and not all of it, and that's okay. But starting small will then allow you to build the habit without feeling overwhelmed and also without completely failing. So as the routine becomes ingrained, then you're going to gradually add more and more onto it until then when you look back you're like dang i have a really defined routine and it's almost become habit all right so let's move on to another topic and this one is one i personally struggle with i'm gonna just say straight up i struggle with it some days i'm on it and some days you can just wrap me up okay it's, it's just not happening so let's talk about what we are putting into our bodies and the habits that we are creating in the routines. So nutrition really does play a crucial role in our energy levels, our focus, and ultimately our overall well-being. And we're going to just explore some healthy tips or how you can get back on track and contribute to that energy throughout the day and staying focused on what you're putting into your body because you are what you eat. Um... Finding out, first of all, what works for you. I know we hear about a lot of different fads or um, trends going on in the diet world, in the nutrition world, and then some of us just don't care about none of it. But take time to really, one, show up for yourself because 
we're young right now, but as we get older, what we're putting into our bodies is going to begin to catch up with us in more ways than one. And I often use the analogy that it's expensive to be healthy, but it's also expensive to be unhealthy. It just depends on what side of the spectrum you're looking at. Yes, it might be expensive to go buy and um, eat a clean diet, but it's also expensive when you're having to go to doctor's appointments and medication and take care of yourself due to an unhealthy diet. So both of it at some point becomes quote-unquote expensive. It just depends on where you choose to use it at. So like I discussed earlier, similar to your morning routine, one thing you want to do is start off small when you're trying to incorporate more healthier um, habits into your diet. So maybe one week you say, I drink a lot of sodas, I drink a lot of juice, a lot of sugary things. Maybe let me start by cutting some of those out and just focus on that. So finding alternatives to things that you like to drink. So for instance... I gave up sodas back in 2022, actually. I have not had a soda since then, ever. Even when I'm on my cheat days, I don't drink sodas at all. Um, but one thing I like that helps me to get in my water are these sugar-free ginger ale packets. Ginger ale used to be one of my favorite sodas, and I still get to enjoy the taste of ginger ale, maybe not with the carbonation, but... That's a way, one, I reach my water goals every day and I still get to enjoy that wonderful taste that I enjoyed of ginger ale. So that was something that I incorporated and I focused on that. Even if I was still eating everything I wanted to eat that meant me no good, I just focused on my water intake or drinking more fluids that weren't full of sugar um, and other processed things. So another thing that I would suggest is to learn to plan and prepare your meals. Take time to plan your meals for the week and prepare them in advance if you possibly can. And having something healthy and ready to eat really does help you to reduce the likelihood of finding something that's maybe not so healthy or like most of us ordering off Uber Eats or DoorDash or running up to, to grab us something quick to eat. Definitely take time to plan out and maybe on the weekend do your grocery shopping. If you're somebody like me who used to dread going in the grocery store, a lot of places now have free pickup. So you can literally um, order all your groceries either on app, on the app or online and then they'll be ready for you to pick up. So you don't even have to go through the whole getting a basket, going up and down the aisles, bagging your groceries. You don't got to do none of that. You also have options like Instacart where you can... Plan out what you want to eat, order all the ingredients, and they'll show right up to your door. So whatever you have to do, start trying to plan out your meals. And you can be even as specific as planning out everything down to um, your snacks, the timing. And this also crucial and it helps with portion control when you have things already planned out. So even if I've already cooked, I also go ahead and portion them out as in what size of it I'm going to eat so that I'm not just like digging out of the let's say for instance you make something like spaghetti you're not just having a big pan of spaghetti in the refrigerator and, and digging out however much you actually have it sectioned off so you know I have this many servings of spaghetti that are going to last me for this many meals and xyz 
So doing all of that and planning and preparing your meals in advance is going to be extremely helpful. So another good tip I want to leave you all with is finding ways to substitute maybe unhealthy things that you enjoy for maybe healthier choices. And like I said, you're going to have to start small. Don't think you're just going to be able to cut everything cold turkey. It's not going to work and you're not going to be able to sustain that straight out. So just try to do little things. Like for instance, I love mashed potatoes with a lot of my meals. So instead of mashed potatoes, I now opt for mashed cauliflower. And as long as it's seasoned really well, it tastes just about the same for me. But that's a way for me to cut those carbs there and maybe find a different option. And similar to how I was describing my water, I don't drink the sodas, but I find different alternatives that still give me the taste and I still get to kind of enjoy drinking quote-unquote soda without all the sugar and the processing that comes with soda. So as we wrap up this segment, I just want you to ultimately know why it's so important to be mindful of what you're putting in your body. It's way more than wanting to look good and lose weight. Now, those are some huge perks. Trust me. I know. I've been there. But also, when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you just perform better. And that's ultimately what you want to walk away with from this. And taking care and showing up for yourself starts with what you put in your body. And like I said, right now we're young and we can get away with some of the unhealthy habits that we have. But we want to begin to break those and really become more intentional and mindful as we are maturing and growing in our adulthood. So we just talked about what exactly we're putting in our body. But next, what are we doing with our body? What are, How are we moving our body? How are we being active to make sure that we're keeping all of this stuff flowing? So regular exercise is not just about physical fitness. That's, like I said, that's a part of it. That's great with a great diet and exercising. I mean, honey, you're going to be hitting weight, up, weight loss goals. But it also has an extreme effect on your mental health and your cognitive functioning. And so just think of some real practical ways that you're going to want to begin to incorporate some type of activity or movement into your routine. And this should never be an excuse, even if you have a very busy schedule. Because I'm somebody personally, like I expressed before, I work multiple jobs and have several other obligations. And I still have made it a part of my routine to make sure that I... So going back to that morning routine, go ahead and start to set up when exactly you're going to have some activity. That's what I've done. So I work from home and I can easily sit at a desk for over eight hours a day nonstop. And so I have to schedule my time of when I'm going to work out. So especially because I have a trainer, I know I either will be at the gym at 8, 9, 5, or 6 p.m. And one of those times has to work regardless of what I have going on. And I make it work depending on what my schedule of my day is looking like. So if I have something to do in the evening, I'm making sure I'm at the gym in the morning. If I have some morning meetings, I'm making sure I'm at the gym regardless of what's going on in that evening. So go ahead and set up your routine when you're maybe planning out your day to decide when is going to be my exercise time. 
And especially if you're just getting in the habit, go ahead and make a designated time of your day. So maybe if you're a morning person, make it that same time every day until it becomes more of your routine and you're used to it. And now it's becoming almost a habit to just go to the gym or do whatever type of activity you prefer. Finding what works for you is essential as well for getting active. You might not be a gym girly, so you might not enjoy just going to the gym, getting on a treadmill, lifting weights, doing different machines. That might not be for you. Maybe you might want to start something simple as just taking a walk or getting really creative and finding different classes and things that help you to begin to move your body but aren't necessarily your traditional exercising. Um, If you're somebody who's busy and maybe... You have time in between the day. Just go walk around the block. Walk around the um, wherever you work at. If you're somebody like me who works from home, there's a lot of different options on like YouTube um, and different streaming services that actually have workout videos from Zumba to, of course, weights to core to whatever you want to do that you find um, productive for you and that you enjoy. Because ultimately, if you're getting into fitness and activity you want to find something that you enjoy because that's going to help your ultimate goal with staying active is consistency just do something every day even if you're only starting at first for 10 minutes maybe then progressing over to 20 30 and all the way up to maybe even an hour but definitely find what you enjoy and stay consistent if you miss one day pick up the next day but don't just completely fall off and let it go You want to stay consistent and find something you enjoy. All right, so let's keep moving through this journey on how we're going to have healthy habits for this year. So let's take a dive into maintaining a healthy relationship with technology. And that is such a huge struggle in the day and time we live in. Technology is all around us. And I don't think we often realize how much it consumes so much of our time, so much of our space, and so much of our mind. You can go ahead and raise your hand, sis, because I know it's you, and it's also me. I'm I'm not going to sit here and act like it's not me. Most of us check our phone before we even put our feet on the ground in the morning. We done checked our text messages, and we done checked at least one of our social media apps. Let's just be real. I struggle with it, and I've had to make a conscious effort to not do that. Because it's like it already starts the minute I roll over and wake up. And it's hard to escape it. So we don't realize how crucial maintaining a healthy relationship with technology is so big for our well-being. And how the your digital wellness really contributes to you forming good habits. So like many of us. I cannot go a day without technology. Technology is everything for me, from my phone to my laptops, I have more than one, to my iPad, my Apple Watch, everything around me is controlled by some form of technology. So going back to creating a plan for your morning, find something to consciously try not to look at your phone before you do anything else. So, for instance, I get straight up out the bed. I'm going to go ahead and just leave. I used to take the phone with me to, like, go wash my face and brush my teeth. Now, I just completely leave it in my room. Completely leave it. I'll get it when it gets back. My alarms have been set, and I'm awake now. So, 
that's a good start that you want to try to begin to practice because I know a lot of us do it whether you want to admit it or not. Their phone or some type of technology is the first thing you check before you do anything else throughout your day. Another good thing about setting some type of structure or schedule for your day is setting those boundaries for that technology as well. So knowing when you want to use this, when you want to utilize that. Because I spend probably 60% of my day utilizing some form of technology, but maybe when I'm trying to get work done, I'm putting my phone on Do Not Disturb and putting it somewhere else or limiting how much time I'm spending on my laptop or on um, certain tasks on my laptop so then I can get back to doing other things. In addition, I know we get carried away with our phones. Our phones is probably the, the biggest technology um, distraction we have, even when we're doing anything. I mean, when we're driving, when we're at work, when we're with friends, it's one of the biggest distractions we have. So one thing I do to help me, for instance, not be on my phone all night scrolling on TikTok, love TikTok, um, you can set your apps if you have an iPhone. I'm not sure about Android, can't speak for over there that's not my life <laughs> but for Apple you can actually go in and set your app certain apps to lock at a certain time so maybe you only have access to your social media from from 12 to 5 throughout the day or whatever you want that time gap to be and then after that it actually will lock you out of those apps and most people don't know that that exists but things like that have really helped me to maybe Control how much time I'm spending scrolling on Instagram or scrolling on TikTok. Because I can be on TikTok, for instance, for hours. I tell you, hours. And I know we find ourselves um, using technology to kind of fill empty gaps in our schedule in our day. So find other things to do. Maybe if you're someone like me who's on a spiritual journey, spending more time with God or journaling or even one of my goals this year is to read more. So maybe those times while I'm scrolling on Instagram is there because Instagram ain't going to ain't gonna do nothing for me. I'm just be honest with y'all. Um, picking up a book instead and trying to get, set a goal to get through more books this year. So for instance, every night at... Um, because I go to bed at 12 a.m. That's my standard bedtime. Um, so every night at 10, I actually put my phone away, put it on Do Not Disturb, and I read at least for an hour. Sometimes it can go off into two hours, but that's some, that's a part of my schedule, and that's become a routine for me. So now eventually it will become a habit. And if you just want to go real drastic, you could even maybe do a complete digital detox where you're like, for however many days or for maybe a month or so, I'm going to completely give up being on my iPad or some social media site. So whatever have you. Um, but definitely take time to set up some healthy boundaries with the technology in your life because it will consume you and ultimately take over your time. And once you start kind of disconnecting from technology, you'll realize how much time you are putting into it and wasting So the last thing I want to hit on before I wrap up today's episode is the power of sleep. You have to get your rest, sis. You got to get your beauty rest, honey. Everybody want to know why my skin and I just be looking so energized, my love. I get my rest, okay? And I need you to get your sleep. It's no re 
get your sleep test, okay? Your quality of sleep is really the secret weapon to productivity and your overall health. Like, you have to. sure you're getting your rest and doing what you need to do. So, I have a bedtime. My It's actually an alarm on my phone. It's called Sleep. Um, it's a function on everybody's, if you have an iPhone, that you can actually set at what time you want to go to sleep. And it'll tell you what time you need to go to sleep based on what time you typically wake up so that you're getting your maximum rest and sleep. I know when we were younger, we used to be able to go out all night and then wake up for an 8 a.m. class. I'm not that girl no more. I, I'm, I'm just not her. It don't work like that for me. If I don't get my sleep, like I'm not in the right headspace, I'm not mentally prepared, Nine times out of ten, my day is just, it's not going to go smoothly. So sleep, it's just, it really sets up that productivity. And I don't think we, especially because we're so young, we don't take time to realize how important and vital it is. Not only to your health, but your overall um, productivity throughout your day. So as we wrap up this episode on healthy habits for a productive year, I just encourage you to reflect on the habits that really resonate with you. Remember, it's the small changes that are going to eventually lead to those significant transformations that you want to see. So I thank you once again for joining me on this exploration of self-improvement. And until next time, I want you to stay true to your iconic self and embrace this journey of personal growth that you are currently going on. Love you all. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in on today's episode of the Iconic Self Podcast, where self-empowerment leads to fulfillment. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback is invaluable and helps me to continue to create content that resonates with each of you. Feel free to share this podcast with friends and family who may find inspiration in our conversations. Stay connected with me on social media. I'm on TikTok and Instagram at The Iconic Perfection, and I'd love to hear from you. Share your reflections, insights, and any topics you'd like for me to cover in future episodes. As we part ways, carry the spirit of the iconic self-community with you. Remember, you are strong, you are empowered, you are loved. Until next time, stay iconic, stay true to yourself, and keep flourishing on this journey of self-discovery. This is Clinette, your host, signing off. Take care and love you much.